Good morning and welcome to day five of morning prayer with St. Cuthbert. Let us pray. Take me, Lord, from busyness, to the place of quietness, from the tumult without cease, into your great unending peace. Help me then, my Lord, to see what I am and ought to be. Amen. Our psalm this morning, Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the Maker of heaven and earth. He will not suffer your foot to stumble. He who watches over you will not sleep. Behold, he who keeps watch over Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand, so that the sun shall not strike you by day, neither the moon by night. The Lord shall keep you from all evil. It is he who shall keep your soul. The Lord shall keep watch over your going out and your coming in. From this time forth forevermore. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. O Lord, ever watchful, ever faithful, we look to you to be our defence, and we lift our hearts to know your help, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Gospel reading from Luke, chapter 3, beginning at verse 23. Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about thirty years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Melchi, the son of Janai, the son of Joseph, the son of Mattathias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Esli, the son of Nagai, the son of Marth, the son of Mattathias, the son of Semein, the son of Josek, the son of Jodah, the son of Joanan, the son of Risa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, the son of Nerai, the son of Melchi, the son of Adi, the son of Kosam, the son of Elmadam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eliezer, the son of Jorim, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Eliakim, 
the son of Melea, the son of Menah, the son of Matatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salah, the son of Nashon, the son of Aminadab, the son of Admin, the son of Arni, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Serug, the son of Reu, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arphaxad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalalil, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for forty days, being tempted by the devil. He had nothing during those days, and when they were over, he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and said to him, To you I will give all this authority, and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And he took him to Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, It is said, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, 
being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him, and marvelled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did in Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, Truly I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath, in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow, and there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and drove him out of the town, and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. Here ends the Gospel reading. This is a ninth-century Anglo-Saxon prayer from the Nunnerminster Codex. O unique incarnation of mercy, how can I worthily thank you for the forty days and nights that you, the Innocent One, willed to endure for me? You cast down the ancient enemy there in the desert, by this rightful condemnation of the evil one, O oh my God, protect the weakness of my virtues by your grace, and strengthen them to conquer all my visible and invisible enemies. Cleanse by your utter holiness whatever I have left undone through lust or incontinence, and forgive in your mercy all my past sins. Preserve and protect me now and in the future, and fill me with all virtues by banishing my vices, 
Remove from my innermost being whatever is contaminated by my sins, for the sake of your profound compassion, and fill me always with the splendor of your divine power, O my Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Chapter 5 of Bede's Life of Cuthbert while he was seriously contemplating entering on a higher course of life, he received a great grace to strengthen his resolve, and, incidentally, to show quite clearly that those who seek the kingdom of heaven and its justice will, by the mercy of providence, not lack bodily sustenance. He was travelling alone one day, and, about the third hour, chanced to turn into a distant village. He went to the home of a devout married woman, wishing to rest a while. He was more worried about food for his horse than for himself, for winter was just beginning. The woman made him welcome, and pressed him to let her prepare him a meal. But the saint would not permit it, for he could not eat, as it was a Friday, a day on which many of the faithful, in honour of the death of our Lord, are wont to prolong their fast until the ninth hour. The woman, being hospitality's own self, insisted. You will not find another village on your way, nor even a house, and it will take you till sunset to reach your destination. At least take something with you, otherwise you will be fasting the whole day, perhaps even till tomorrow. But his zeal for religion got the better of her insistence and he set out, still fasting, and remained in that state till Vespers. When it came to Vesper time, he saw that he would not be able to finish the journey that day. He saw, too, that there was no human dwelling within reach. He suddenly noticed some shepherd's huts, very makeshift constructions, built for the summer, and deserted. He went in, meaning to stay the night, tied the horse to the wall, and gave it a bunch of straw he had gathered from bits blown out of the roof. He passed the time in prayer. Looking up from his psalms, he saw the horse lift its head up and start to pull straw out of the roof. Suddenly, a bundle wrapped in a linen cloth fell down from the straw. When his prayers were over, he got up to find out what it was, and discovered half a loaf, still warm, and some meat wrapped in the cloth, enough for one meal. O oh God, he said, I was fasting for the love of thee, and in return thou hast fed both me and my animal. Blessed be thy name. He broke the bread and gave half to the horse. From that day on, he was much more ready to fast, now that he knew he had been fed in his solitude, by him who, when there was no one else to provide, had sent the very birds day after day with food for Elijah in the wilderness. His eyes are ever on them that fear him, and hope in his mercy, so that he may, in the words of the psalmist, 
snatch their souls from death and feed them in the time of famine. The priest, Ingwald, from our monastery at Monk Wearmouth, heard this from Cuthbert, when the latter was a bishop. Ingwald, thanks to his ripe old age, has ceased to gaze on earthly things with the eyes of the flesh. His heart is completely taken up with the things of heaven. We come to our prayers of intercession. Let us pray. That this day may be holy, good, and joyful, we pray to you, O Lord. That we may offer to you our worship and our work, we pray to you, O Lord. That we may strive for the well-being of all creation, we pray to you, O Lord that in the pleasures and pains of life we may know the love of Christ and be thankful, we pray to you, O Lord, that we may be bound together by your Holy Spirit in communion with Cuthbert and with all your saints, entrusting one another and all our life to Christ, we pray to you, O Lord. And so we commend ourselves, and all for whom we pray, to your mercy and protection, O God. Our Collect An Anglo-Saxon Prayer from the Canterbury Benedictional Listen, O Lord, we beseech you, to our prayers, and forgive the sins of those who confess you, that we, who stand accused by our conscience, may be absolved by your pardon and mercy. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we pray as our Saviour taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And finally a prayer for ourselves. This is a prayer after St. Augustine. Almighty God, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless till they find their rest in you. Pour your love into our hearts, and draw us to yourself, and so bring us at the last to your heavenly city, where we shall see you face to face. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen.